Welcome to this week's episode of Relaunch My Life Radio. Well, it's been a really beautiful past week and I was fortunate enough to be able to see my mother on the weekend for Mother's Day. But in the lead up to it, it really got me thinking, what is it about mums that makes them so special? And what can we learn from them in terms of being able to cultivate and bring that essence and that energy into our own lives and really start to embody the notion of what it would mean if we all started to self-parent and started to embody more of being our own inner mother. Welcome to Relaunch My Life Radio. I'm your host, Juliette Lever, and a few years ago, I personally relaunched my own life from being a workaholic, alcoholic, and chocoholic to now living a life of my own design. I'm on a mission to free you from an unfulfilling job or passionless life. And so with 10-minute tips and 30-minute interviews and stories to tune into, tune into Relaunch My Life Radio to discover your highest potential and feel inspired to live a life of zero regrets. If you want more, be sure to hit subscribe and visit us at www.relaunchmyliferadio.com for more. Hey, beautiful, and I hope you're having an amazing week so far and navigating life in a way that feels authentic for you, however that is. And, you know, this last past week, it was Mother's Day, and it's always a really beautiful time, I think, for us to celebrate the mothers in our lives and uh, also acknowledge the mothers who have passed and the expecting mothers. And, and really, I think it's a beautiful time of celebration of the feminine, which has received, I think, more opportunity to rise in these last couple of months than perhaps we've been able to in our previous busy lives and we've had some time to slow down and kind of self-nurture and so this last week I've been pondering and reflecting a fair bit about something that's really quite powerful and it's this concept of self-parenting, self-nurturing and really being our own mother you know, and if you think about it, when we were babies and when we were children, we relied so much on our mothers to keep us alive, to, you know, be our sounding board, our counsellor sometimes, to keep us nourished, all of that stuff. And, you know, for a lot of us, we still do rely on our mothers quite a lot. But I wanted to ask what, what would really start to happen in your life? If you really, truly, truly started stepping into a non-negotiable sense of being your own mother and what that would look like and feel like for you. Because, you know, mothers are so special and it's not just because they give selflessly, but it's, it's that depth of nurturing that just doesn't seem to be it's this depth of love and nurturing that that is like a well of of well-being that our mothers really hold for us and you know of course some of us have strained relationships with mothers some of us have very different unique mother relationships and i'm talking quite generically about the concept of a a healthy mother relationship and and you know what why is that that missing piece for ourselves such a, I guess, rite of passage in this life? And what would really start to happen if we all, as a society, started to make mothering and self-nurturing a, a number one priority, just like oxygen? 
And, you know, we really thrive in life from a balance of masculine challenge and feminine support. And if we have too much of one or the other, we can either get too hard or too soft, right? Think about if you're just constantly being challenged and challenged and challenged, you're going to become so rigid and tough and hard as a result of that. But if you're always being supported and nurtured, you're going to get really kind of lazy and soft. And so we need that balance of challenge and support. And and I find in our society and, and for myself and for a lot of people in my community, we're really good at challenging ourselves. We're really good at playing that narrative of self-criticism, of judgment, of comparison, of shutting ourselves down. And in fact, a little bit of that is really healthy in a small amount and that's useful for survival and self-awareness and to keep us in check and so we're not completely arrogant but often it holds us back from our true potential and so we really need to start to balance that out and if you do have that that self-critical judgmental element then you really need to equally learn how to balance out your self-nurturing and self-care and so as a concept I've come up with six key areas that we really need to start to adopt as mothers for ourselves if we can be our own adopted children then if we want to start to be our own mother then the first thing that really needs to happen as a non-negotiable is to treat your self-care as oxygen so number one self-care is your vital life force it's your oxygen tank and you know, imagine what would have happened if your if your parent, if your mother stopped loving and caring for you or your father, perhaps, you know, you would have perished. But as an adult, sometimes people think they can go through this life with zero self-care and get through. But it's that essence, it's that loving, caring energy that you really need to turn inward towards yourself and, and to really find what level of self-care and self-nurturing you need. That, you know, again, is that balance of challenge and support. It doesn't have to be a 24-7 thing. You don't have to go from all or nothing. But what are a few things that you can weave into your day-to-day life that are going to really create that well of, of that foundation of wellness for you and that well of love for yourself first and foremost? And, you know, one of the things that I'm really passionate about and I've talked about a lot is a daily ritual or routine. And one of the things around that is We actually build self-respect and self-esteem through following through on our commitments to ourselves. So if you say tomorrow morning you're going to get up and you're going to follow a daily routine and you do it, that's like a little notch of self-care and self-love and self-nurturing. If you don't do it, it's basically like saying, I break promises to myself and that takes you a step away from self-nurturing and self-care. So it's these little things day by day that actually compound and build energy and build momentum like a snowball right in the areas of self-love and self-care so you know some of the ideas that I love is personally uh, having obviously a daily meditation practice and since posting my meditation on insight timer if you haven't listened to it already jump on the insight timer app and have a listen I'm going to be uploading a new meditation every month on that app but since uploading my meditation to that app I have fallen in love with the app and I'm on it every day and I love it um, another idea is drinking two liters of warm water every day throughout the day so warming liquids if you've listened to podcasts 114 with Dr. Paige Olson. She's a doctor of Chinese medicine. That's really, especially in these colder months, to encourage smoother digestive fire and warming up your digestive fire. 
Uh, other things you can do is, you know, make sure you book a massage once a month or give yourself a facial, things like that, you know, and, and just finding what are those little things that in a day to day can be your self care and, and be a moment of you really nurturing and mothering yourself. So number one, and remember this and write it down if you need to or say it out loud, self-care is your oxygen. Self-care is your oxygen. And that is the first key to really learning to be your own mother and, and nurture yourself in that way. Now, the second step is, you know, like any good relationship, communication is the number one most important element. So, you know, it's so important to start building a level of communication with yourself. And one of my favorite ways to do that is to actually have open verbal out loud conversations with myself where one of the favorite places to do that is, you know, when you're driving, switch off the car stereo or switch off your audiobooks and literally tune into yourself. And one of my favorite things to do is just say, hey, Juliet, how are you really feeling today? And, you know, you may have heard me say in previous podcasts or even in my book about the fact that we have our four energy bodies. We've got our spiritual energy body, we've got our mental energy body, our emotional energy body and our physical energy body. And so going through and kind of checking through each of these four is a really beautiful way to tune in and check in with yourself and communicate with yourself. Now, if it's been a while since you've communicated, it might feel a bit funny, just like if you haven't spoken to someone for years and years, you know, you've got to start with a little bit of building rapport and that sort of thing but there are some really great things that can come from you starting this conversation and again if you're more of a pen to paper type person then maybe having a journal and keeping that is a better way to get your thoughts out and and keep that communication open it's uh it's a really powerful practice and really fantastic to help connect to yourself you know think about your relationship with your mother or even as a child you know just those moments where she would stop and say hey is everything okay? Or, you know, do you need to talk? That's what makes mothers so special, right? And so if you can be that for yourself, then you can feel that. And so if any of this conversation is triggering you because of your own strained relationship with your mother or because you didn't get these things, then this is also an extra nudge for you to feel these things yourself and to heal that inner child perhaps that is still wanting those things and that it didn't get when you were younger. So the third step, and this is also, I've written about this in this month's blog. So if you want to jump on my website and leave a comment, I would love for you to do that at relaunchmylife.com.au. The third step is encouragement. You know, amazing mothers really encourage their children. And in my book, Relaunch My Life, I coined the term dream crushes. You know, if every time you have an idea, you or someone else shuts it down, that's just like crushing your dreams before they've seen the light of day. And so for yourself to self-parent, when you have a thought or an idea, do you shut it down or do you really start to encourage yourself and go, hmm, well, what would that feel like if I did that? And just notice your dialogue and your conversation about things because you ultimately are the one that has to encourage yourself and give yourself permission to follow your own dreams. So it starts with you. So the fourth step to being your own mother, I mean, we've gone through three pretty big ones already, is self-care is oxygen communication is key encouraging yourself the fourth step believe it or not is about the physical body and it is about nourishment nourish yourself you know as 
a child when your mother you know or father if he was taking more of the nurturing role were feeding you were they just filling you up with junk food and expecting you to run optimally and grow and 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 be an effective functioning human no and so why do we try and run off no food or low calories or caffeine or sugar and expect to be optimal human beings you know as as babies even Oh my gosh, nutrition. And I see, you know, incredible mothers these days. They're making all of these organic mush in thermomixes and things. You know, your nutrition is what makes up you and your life and your energy. And so your nourishment is so vital and so important. And it's not just about nourishing yourself with the right foods. And I think deep down, we all know what the right foods are for us. I think if we overthink it, then we overcomplicate it. But if you take time to do steps, two where you're communicating with yourself communicate with your energy bodies and tune into your mental emotional physical spiritual energy bodies and ask them what nourishment and what food you need each day and you'll be surprised it's very wise and very in tune it's usually you know healthy stuff with high nutrient value (laughs) so um so nourish yourself but this also comes down to nourishing yourself with the form of movement that your body needs and your mind needs to to be fully optimal but also nourishing yourself in terms of the thoughts that you're thinking and the things that you're saying and so really starting to weave all of the first three steps into step four where it's not just nourishing yourself from a physical perspective but from a very holistic perspective as well so the fifth key now to being able to mother yourself and this is a really important one i'm not sure if you've read the book women who run with the wolves by clarissa pinkers estolas or estolas pinkers i always get it back to front but if you know the book you'll know her name And this is really interesting because there's parables and and fables and stories about women. And one of the the stories that really stands out to me, and I'm really going to paraphrase it because it's a very dense and spiritually thick book. It's a good one. Is around the, the mother that is too protective and the mother that is too protective of her child. And then the child grows up naive and gets taken advantage of because the child doesn't learn from their own mistakes and learn from their own, you know, trials in life. On the flip side, though, a parent who is too laissez-faire, a parent who is too relaxed and doesn't create any boundaries or rules also has trouble with their children. So it's that balance of you creating your boundaries and your rules for yourself in your life, but not being too rigid that you're not living a life. So what are your non-negotiables? What are your commitments to yourself? And what are the things that you will not bend or stand for or let yourself be influenced by others for? And this is one that, you know, for me, really early on in my healing journey, I made the decision to stop drinking and I made the decision to not let anyone else influence me because I was very much influenced through peer pressure to, you know, be the fun girl and drink and have fun and do things that were actually destroying my values and my physical body and impacting me spiritually. And so when I created those boundaries and rules, it separated my acquaintances from my true deep friends who really cared for me and wanted the best for me in all areas of life even if it meant not living the same lifestyle so when you create boundaries and rules it helps you to make clearer decisions but as your own mother then you can say no and and an amazing mother says no to her children 
An amazing mother is not just a pushover and doesn't say yes to everything, in my opinion. You know, I'm not a mother yet in terms of physical children, but I feel like I've provided that mothering role in so many retreats and workshops and courses for so many people that have had difficult mother or parenting relationships growing up and I've helped to create and establish these kind of guidelines with people that I've worked with in a coaching capacity as well. So creating boundaries and rules but not being so rigid. So, you know, in terms of your eating habits, you know, are there things that you do and don't eat, but are you allowed to give yourself a bit of a a flow, you know, a bit of flow within that and can you balance that? Can you give yourself boundaries and create and establish those rules but also allow yourself to live your life fully? And that's really I think the balancing act of, of self-parenting and allowing yourself to feel free and um and sometimes there's freedom in restriction. So what are some boundaries or rules maybe where you've been allowing other people to dictate or or influence you in areas that don't align with your values or with the vision of how you want your life to be and and what would it look like for you to start creating some rules and really gently and politely communicate those new boundaries and rules to the loved ones in your life so that they understand why now you're not doing certain things that you used to do etc so that's a really powerful way to mother yourself and um and i think to be congruent with yourself as well and so the sixth and final step you know, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this either in the review or leave a comment on the blog, on the website, or flip me an email or something. But the sixth and final step is really important. And I'm just going to open this conversation for this last point with the fact that our feminine side, that real nurturing, healing, you know, yin, parasympathetic, opening side, that spiritual, intuitive side that is so wise and powerful and yet appears to be doing nothing but is doing everything, (laughs) that feminine side in us all, male or female, the feminine side within us all grows through praise. It grows through praise. So the sixth step is to learn to self-praise and self soothe. So sometimes self-praising looks like writing a list of all of the things that you experienced or did during the day that you felt proud of. Maybe it's placing a hand on your heart and a hand on your stomach and placing a smile on your face and speaking out loud to yourself what you've done really well this last week. Maybe it's about praising the fact that you have been in tune with your emotions. Maybe it's about praising and forgiving yourself for being triggered or, you know, having a human existence and maybe handling something in a less than graceful way, but still praising yourself for showing up and moving forward. Because, you know, life is happening now, moment by moment. And so often people are just living their present reality through the past and just replaying whatever happened in the last few weeks, months, years, and making themselves feel terrible for it. So if you want to start to learn to mother yourself, it's about clearing the slate and saying, you know what, let's start again. And that's, you know, something that I learned from my beautiful mother, who I just, you know, I I learned so much from, and I really know that I consciously chose her as my mother this lifetime. But I always remember growing up as a child that 
Whenever there was a, a disagreement or a misunderstanding or something that would happen, she would just sort of get really present and she would make eye contact and she would say, hey, can we start again? And it was just such a powerful way of wiping the slate and saying this got too far, too out of hand. And sometimes I think we all need to do that for ourselves in our own life. You know what? And that's, you know, my business, right? Relaunch my life. At any point we can say, okay, let's do this. Let's start again. Let's draw a line in the sand. And no matter what has happened up till now, I commit to this. I create these boundaries and rules. I choose to nourish myself, mind, body, spirit. I encourage my dreams. I don't shut them down. I communicate openly with myself and honestly about my desires and check in with my mental, emotional, spiritual, physical bodies. And, and starting from now, my self-care is my oxygen. Let's start again. So please acknowledge and praise yourself for even being able to receive this message right now and for listening through in its entirety. And, and I'd love to hear from you. What is the step that has really stood out for you and what is going to be different now moving forward and having this awareness of the ways that you can start to really nurture and mother yourself? As always, I'm just sending you a big hug and sending you so much love and respect for where you are on your journey Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode and I can't wait to hear your feedback and I'm just wishing you the most beautiful, nurturing and, um, and self-care filled week ahead. That's this week's episode from Relaunch My Life Radio, live from Australia. Visit us at relaunchmyliferadio.com for more and remember, it's never too late to relaunch your life.